Good morning, everyone. What's happening, hoops? Folks, welcome to enough the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and television. With your hosts, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Eckner and myself, Skeet Ulrich. How we doing out there, everybody? Doing pretty, pretty good. Uh, we got a big show today. Big show, right? I got a feeling there's something in that mailbag. Tell me I'm right. He's checking. <laughs> I'm going to check. Very prepared here at the Enough Podcast. Yes, we're roaring in to a, a nice Star Wars John Williams fanfare. This is the Star Wars Disney Plus Spectacular. Yes. And no, we have no mail. At least Fuck. not in the last few weeks. Fuck. <laughs> yep. I had a feeling. Well, that's fine. We're going to power through. You got anything you want to uh, tell the fans before we get into the news? Um, Other than the fact that you're a Star Wars guy now? Yep. Um, I would also like to announce that I am now gender fluid. Wow. A twofer. <clears throat> you're like a... Mm-hmm. More about both of those coming soon, though. Mm, good tease. But yeah, I like this. The, the Star Wars music is like twinkling away as we uh, begin the news. <laughs> but uh, the other day I was seeing what was playing at the local old school theater... On the South Shore, the Loring Hall, which we've uh, frequented in the past. Seen some classics there. Yeah, that is a nice little step, uh, walk down memory lane, whatever the expression I'm going for. Yeah. I, I do. I like it there. I used to see all the Woody Allen movies there every summer before he got canceled. Rest in peace. But uh, I saw this on their website accompanying their one movie that's playing, which is the Harriet Tubman biopic. And listen to this. This is on their website. We finally have heat at Loring Hall. It's not 100%, (laughs) however. Please excuse this interruption while we renovate the system. We are open. Please feel free to bring a blanket. I can't warm up. (laughs) Complimentary coffee for all. We are truly sorry for this inconvenience. Them just pounding out Keurig pods. And it's like, just close. Like, no one needs Harriet this badly. And uh, I was no. I was laughing at the idea. They should have spun it like, this is like seeing Harriet in 4D IMAX. Like you'll feel like you've been transported back to the 1800s. Bring a pillow. Bring a blanket. Make a pillow fort while watching Harriet. You'll have the time of your life while freezing with your loved ones. Insanity going on over there. What are you doing? Texting already? I had uh, <laughs> an important um, message actually. This just in. Wow. Um, What do you got? I was going to read one of my news (laughs) segments. None of of them really work in this area. Um, Do you remember the time we walked out of Brokeback Mountain? Yes. From the Loring Hall? That's my fondest memory. That was a classic. One of our best walkouts. I remember when we were... I looked across to you and I was like, you want to get out of here? And you said... Take a stand together. And then we got out of there. Just a couple bros like sitting there like, wait a second. Is this movie gay? Fuck. We're out of here. Queers, bro. We're out. It wasn't even the gay stuff. I would have liked more of it. We walked <laughs> out before the gay stuff was happening because it was just boring. Yeah, you slow. were just bored. I just hate Ang Lee. I actually think gay main characters in movies are great. The uh, Yeah, Ang Lee is a, a spotty director. He's kind of all over the He's place. He's a turkey maker. 
But I saw that uh, Ricky Gervais is hosting the next Golden Globes for the fifth time. I saw that. They're making a big deal about it because they well, can't like get a host for these things anymore. And so they're like, we got a host. Them just going back to that well for the fifth year in a row. Yeah. And I like The Office and extras, but Ricky Gervais, the person, is kind of unbearable. And he's kind of like David Brent, his office he character. Stinks. <laughs> I don't like him. Fun. Yeah, he, he's all right. You have it a laugh. Uh, in interviews, he's a little insufferable. And yeah, exactly. He's always he talking about going on and on. Yeah, and about atheism and how much money he has. It's like, okay, calm down with you and your like Joker laugh. And yeah, he still has a Clementine body, so <laughs> I really don't think he has much to brag about. You have it a laugh. Yeah, I don't know. I could do without Ricky, and the David Brent character is great, but. It's too close to home for you're exactly right. It's him. Yeah, like it used to be like, wow, this is like brilliant and hilarious. But now it's just like, oh, he's just like kind of like that. <laughs> he was just plucking from his real life, it seems. I was laughing about Clive Owen will be playing Bill Clinton in American Crime Story Impeachment, which that's is Ryan. Uh, that's some cast Murphy right there. doing that too. He, I think he's involved in like a prude producerial capacity mm. if that's something people say I think it works and yeah I really enjoyed the first two seasons of that I think that yeah. the the OJ one was awesome and it won mm. a bunch of Emmys and I think that I actually thought the Versace one was more entertaining despite yeah. it not being quite as popular I agree very strong I I got a real what's his face the Andrew Cunanan I think he's a, and we've discussed this on the show too in the beginning mm. um, I think that Andrew Cunanan was a super interesting character and I guess Bill Clinton is an interesting character but it's like you can't go from homicidal maniac who was like in the public eye and manipulated his way into not having to go to prison for the rest of his life and then like straight up mentally deranged like PTSD victim turned serial killer yeah, and then the, the, now they're talking about a former president who like got blowjobs and said some lies. Yeah, they're playing it fast and loose with the like American crime story. It's encompassing like literally any and all crime. But you're right; it should be more of like a, a killer theme or something. But everyone always looks like such an idiot when they try to play a president. Like, try to picture Clive. You don't think Dennis Quaid did a good job? No, I don't. <clears throat> I don't think Josh Brolin did a good job as W. Oof. The. Uh, like, it's never close enough to believe it. You're always just like, oh, never. this is Anthony Hopkins pretending to be Nixon. Like, oh, this is distracting and awkward. It's, uh, I don't like it. Clive Owen is Bill Clinton. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I got that gun out of my face. And, and stuff. <laughs> Angst texting again for the fans. <clears throat> I gotta let him know. Um. Yeah, I could do without Clive Owen ever again. I don't think he's Children of Men was kind of like his best movie. Hmm. Speaking of guys like him who are getting way too much work, the Gerard Butler has fallen series. They're is, doing another one, aren't they? They're not just doing another one. They're talking about doing what about another one? Four, five, and six. Another trilogy of these movies. <clears throat> And it's like, it was ridiculous enough that they got to three, and now, like, they're going to get to six? Is this the new James Bond or Saw franchise? Like, this is what we're getting? Six has fallens? I think people are really still going. They're still coming out. 
Which is the crazy part. We have to stop that. That's, fans, that's how we fix this. Fans, if you've even seen all three of the Has Fallen's that have come out already, email in and let us know your favorite part of the franchise and yeah, why it What'd exists. you like about it? Yeah. Is essentially... What do you like about it? Is what we're looking for. Because I don't really... I, I don't know. I can't even remember if I've seen any of them. They're not even really so bad that it's funny. Like, <clears throat> they're funny... Those it's, are the worst kind of movies. They're just good enough. Yeah. They're like passable, but just have like shoddy CGI and are like dumb dad guy action movies that, you know, have no plot. Like he's the president's sidecar and it's like, oh, the, they try to kill the president and then they frame him and in like every one. It's just like, okay. What's the... No one else has any other ideas? What's the slightly more passable Gerard Butler movie with like the heist and... Den of Thieves? Yes. Yes. Den of Thieves is Which is okay. like a low-rent heat, people yeah. have explained it as. And it's very accurate. I don't know. I mean, Gerard Butler, we've dis- we've definitely done this already, this whole break. But Butler. I am impressed with his ability to continue to remain relevant year after year. Like, he did 300 as, like, kind of his big breakout. Yeah. Not breakout, but, like, that was the first time he became, like, a household guy. Like, oh, that's Gerard Butler. He's so handsome. He's so fit. Yeah. And then he got that, and then, like, some rom-com roles. I mean, that was in, like, 06. Yeah. But you're right. He's, like, survived. And now he's, like, That almost, was 15 years ago. Now he's, like, a grizzled Liam Neeson action guy who just yeah. does these, like, turkeys. He gets, like, a pretty decent amount of work consistently for the past two decades. Yeah. Which is why? for somebody with minimal <laughs> talent and who just looks good. There's a lot of him. There's. We're wondering why is this happening? Why do we bring my boy Taylor Kitsch out? Yeah, give, give him some work. He needs it. But for Gerard Butler to be able to remain relevant, I would say. <laughs> that's he gets one of those. Yeah, maybe he'll team up with Jeremy. Maybe they could use a song together. I think. Um, what else is in the news? Drake got booed off stage at uh, Tyler the Creator's like festival, or there's a name for it. I don't remember it. I don't think it's relevant, but I love anyone getting booed. Yeah, I think that's pretty funny. I hear that Drake got booed much, much louder than bigly, me. Bigly, bigly, they booed him so much harsher. Coming at you, we got Drake from the album Views of 2016. Oh. Everybody having a good Saturday. Missed the post. Is this a cut? I don't think I'm feeling this, dog. You're not? Let me try something else. <laughs> Drake's such an asshat. I actually love this song. I'm going to let this one roll in a really like low, low volume in the background. Okay, that's chill. How you guys doing? Okay, now I'm chilling. Now I'm but yeah, Drake, fun. I guess Tyler, the Creator's Festival, he had a whole like surprise guest planned, and mm-hmm. everybody assumed it was going to be Frank Ocean, who's a much cooler... Like, more woke. <laughs> Much woke. I, uh, I believe he is bisexual, so that I guess would automatically grandfather him into being more woke than Drake. It's woke as hell. But anyway, people like Frank Ocean. I don't. I think Drake probably has more record sales and he's more mainstream, but like for that niche, Tyler the Creator is a little off the beaten path. Mm. So for him to bring Drake to that festival, it's kind of ballsy, actually. But anyway, they, I think everybody thought that the special guest was going to be him. And when it was Drake, they booed and he got sent off stage. Or I guess he just sort of left. And then tweeted out later that he was like, you guys booed me. Now I signed a deal for the next 10 of Tyler the Creator's festivals. I'm going to be at all of them. Like wow. That was like his answer to being booed. He, and their response was, 
another boo. <laughs> I, I hope they boo him every year. Yeah. I hope that becomes like a fun tradition, like Limp Biscuit at the Warp Tour, just I, getting like plastic bottles thrown at him with the lid taken off. Yeah. I love that Drake was basically like bullied into being a father to that kid he was ignored <laughs> through that rap beef with what's his face? Pusha T. Yeah. Friend, like, of the, friend of the show, Pusha T. That, it like came out that he had a illegitimate child through this like a rap song and then like everyone found out about it and he was like I, all right i guess i gotta be this kid's dad oh yeah that uh that's amusing yeah that that's i love that story and it makes me very happy and i actually really like push it i think he's awesome one thing i like about drake is he's not infecting movies yet i haven't seen him he's like an actor but yeah why I, is that I that's actually a him, great point i haven't seen him pop up in movies and i i like that i'd like to continue no you don't want to see him eking into the next gerard butler feature <laughs> as don't. like a as like a sidecar like 50 cent Fuck. i think 50 cent's a pretty good actor all things considered he's terrible no i think he's not right i read He's whatever at best. What about if they did like a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross reboot with Drake and 50 Cent and Pusha T as like 50 Cent can be the Alec Baldwin role. Put the coffee down, man. Put that coffee down. <laughs> and then uh, Pusha T and Drake can be the salesman. Like Pusha T can be um, Al Pacino's character and uh, Drake can be the Shelley Levine Jack Lemon character mm. who's like in the rain and can't sell anything and Alec Baldwin yells at him you think Pusha has the chops for that uh, I hope so I think that there's an element of acting in anything that you do in terms of being in the public eye and remaining relevant so I think that they both could probably do something with it word um, what else I got a the has been rumors of this for a while now, but they officially announced the return. Uh, the return of Frasier will be coming next year with the original cast. Oh, including Kelsey Grammer, friend of the show. Um, Him falling off a stage. Oof, that's fans. If you haven't seen the video of Kelsey Grammer falling off the stage while in the middle of giving like a speech somewhere find find you can find it on youtube i'm not saying you I'm saying i was gonna fans. say the clip isn't worth playing but. yeah but watch it it's it's a hot one yeah he's in the middle of giving like a pompous speech and then he just tumbles off the stage and, and it has his entire yeah, like they him, didn't stop filming him like recouping it's the best work he's ever done frankly it's but good stuff are you a fraser guy at all um it's fine i don't know i think people think it's funnier than it is yeah, I used to hate it because it would win all the awards instead of Seinfeld. <clears throat> yeah, I never understood that. And that would upset me, but watching it now, it's funny. Very uh, witty and watchable, charming. Mm. The uh, I'll give the reboot a shot. I'll check in with it, see what's see what's popping. I've kind of had it with the reboots. We've discussed this, and I I just yeah, give me something new. It's weird, like the Will and Grace reboot. That's been, it's just like back now. Now it's like in its third season. Now it, it'll go, how long will it go again in this second iteration? Then they'll have like a second series finale, then come back. Everything's a could ya. Or a should ya. Did you see that they announced a new Nicolas Cage movie where Nicolas Cage is playing Nicolas Cage? Whoa. Yeah, I saw that. And your gut reaction to this, fans, might be like, whoa, that'll be the best movie ever. But I think it's a little too much. It sounds like it's going to be really on the nose. Yeah. And I'm 
not at a point where I think Nicolas Cage is one of my favorite actors. I think he's awesome. Yeah. I'm not at a point where I want to start laughing at him like he's George Takei yet. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not funny when he's in on the bit, like playing himself no. and like with a script that I can only assume Muscular will just be <laughs> overflowing with like you know, internet cage isms. It's funnier when he just like makes bad movies and you see them and you're like, Oh, this is Who's this from? Like the creators of date movie? Yeah, probably. I'm really not. I saw that that article too, and I I went to add it to the news, and I just didn't because yeah. it's like okay. People playing themselves can go very wrong. Remember that movie uh, Cold Souls with Paul Giamatti, where he plays Paul Giamatti. Awful. No, did I watch that? Awful film. <laughs> where it's like on paper, it's like whoa, this sounds like it'll be the best movie ever, but. It's not. Great. I feel like Paul Giamatti has focused all of his energy into making shows for COD in the last two decades, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Fuck, you're totally right. Just billions and John Adams and yeah. What's next? Like a boring political drama featuring, <laughs> like directed by Michael Mann. I don't know. Probably um, actually. Yeah, he's. I remember him fondly, even though he hasn't made anything good since Sideways, which came out like 16 years ago. At this point. But uh, moving along. Speaking of shows that are unnecessary, uh, Netflix has taken another crack. Not that they've done it, but uh, they're making a miniseries about the former you know, assassinated singer, Selena. Ooh, Selena. And I can't name a single one of her songs. And yeah. I'm, under, I'm, I'm wondering why does it matter? Just like because she was pretty and she had a nice voice and somebody killed her. Yeah, I think literally that's it. Just because it's a story. Like, everyone knows that story, and they're like, oh, this is worth... Like, I'm looking at a list of her top songs. I've never heard of any of them. This is her. Coming at you. Is this fire? I hate it. Selena fans, let us know. Is it racist to say we hate it? (laughs) Yeah. Or do we have to pretend we like it because she's Hispanic? Is it okay to dislike Selena? Fans, send us an email. Who's Are pl- we woke? Who's playing her? Selena Gomez? No, it's actually um, that been too- Matt Pinfield from MTV fame. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. That sounds right. Big body transformation role. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all set. They did the one movie with Penelope Cruz. Mm. And... I'm sorry, it was Jennifer Lopez. Yes. I think Pen- Penelope Cruz, the, the 97 one was Jennifer Lopez. I think that was her first... Jennifer Lopez! Her first proper acting role. With that, uh, uh, Edward James Almost. I remember watching... Catcher's Mitt Face. Yeah, I remember watching Selena like in school. Like it was like an educational thing that people could take something from. Written and directed by a friend of the show, Gregory Neva. Love you, bud. Miss you. Dearly. Hey. He hasn't done anything in 12 years. It's a goddamn shame. I know. But uh, did you see that Paul Thomas Anderson announced his next movie? It's uh, going to be a high school movie set in the 1970s. I did see that, actually, yeah. In the San That's Fernando cool, Valley, where most of his films take place, because he grew up there. He always does like the last thing you'd imagine. Like, I remember hearing about Phantom Thread, like, oh, he's making a movie about the fashion industry in uh, the 50s. That's, I got a kick out of that movie. I didn't like oh, it incredible. when I first saw it, but upon second and third viewings, I love it. Great rewatch. Good rewatch. Very rewatchable, too. You look for all those little lines that like, you don't realize how funny it is the first time you see it. That's the thing. Like, It looks like the classiest 
like most beautiful movie you've ever seen but like it's very funny and like the characters are very like pathetic and ridiculous in it yeah i think it's one of his more underrated movies yeah all his stuff's not that it didn't get oscar buzz and everything but because daniel day lewis but i just feel like people kind of didn't look into that one as much as they should have i agree yeah um Kanye West and Joel Osteen are hosting a church service together which is yeah in my mind a little silly Kanye's really losing me like I have a picture of him on my wall I'm a, still a fan yeah take but, that picture down uh, every single thing I hear about him is exhausting to me I did notice on Marilyn Manson's Instagram though they were on some music <laughs> festival together and there was just Mar- that Marilyn Manson itself, me mentioning that's funny. Yes. But Marilyn Manson lit a Bible on state on fire, and Kanye West was praising Jesus on the same tour. Wow. I don't remember what tour this was or where it was, but it was on Mar- and I don't know if it was a joke or what, but Marilyn posted it. Yeah. But now Kanye, he's always been a God guy, but he's leaning into that more than ever now. And his new album is all religious songs, and it's just. Well, yeah, I've been saying for a while that he's just boring. And, like, it's always the same. Him talking about his stupid fashion line with people in, like, gray ponchos that he sells for, like, $3,700. And now it's like, oh, you're a god guy. Like, sweet. Like, he's just could checking you be all the more bo- boring? Right. He's just checking all the boxes that, like, would would make him sort of different. Yeah. But they're not because everybody's already done this. Is he losing his fans? Like, do people still think he's a genius when he put out that very dudsy new album and is, like... I think he's he's lo- he's losing me, and I'm one of his was one of I you know yeah you know what I'm trying to say yeah. What I think is next for him is probably some sort of a dumb name change, like a prince <laughs> with a, keep calling himself the. You symbol. know what? That sounds right. Has he never done that? He's uh-uh. always yeah. That sounds right. I think that's gonna happen. Like Christ giver, like some like elaborate like or like probably just go by Jesus or. Well, if he went he, by, he, he, he probably tinkered with the idea of doing that. At least that's at least that's part of his name. True. I think it's going to be a total off the beaten path, like something silly. Yeah, I like that. I can't wait. What I also, else you got? I also saw that uh, they announced Beverly Hills Cop Four, starring Eddie Murphy, is officially happening, and it's going to be a Netflix film. Ah. Is that is that fun? I'm worried that Eddie Murphy is too back, too quick. Like, he's hosting SNL. He did that Dolomite movie, which I enjoyed. You didn't care for I much. I like it. People are saying it was great, though. I'm just a close-minded prick and didn't give it a chance. But Oh. Yeah, but yeah and I'll he's also, watch that. He's filming Coming to America 2 now. Like, he's he's so back. Like, does he need money? Like, what's going on? Why There's is, no way he needs money. That's the thing. It's like, why is all of a sudden he's like, okay, let's do like sequels to everything I've ever done and just like be back. And speaking of that, if you're going to keep the sequel train rolling, where's Norbit 2, Eddie? Need it ASAP. Do you agree? I do. He does. I do. And I didn't, um, or I, I'm not as excited about his new stand up special as I was after seeing him like. On comedians in cars getting coffee like i just don't think he's very interesting anymore he's just sort of one of those guys that's been so 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 wealthy for so long yes. and he hasn't had to do a goddamn thing yeah he just was sort of for like pretty much all of the 2000s he's just done shrek voice yeah or no you're right he's, voice. he's an absolute snooze on interview shows because yeah. howard was talking howard about was talking i watched about him on right. kimmel and it was boring like 
You can tell Jimmy Kimmel's trying to, he's like, be funny, be Eddie Murphy. And Eddie's just sitting there, like, plainly being like, yeah, like, my kids are so great, man. I love, it's just, he doesn't have the stuff anymore. It's just, it's sad, kind of. Yeah. He was, I think that, I've said this before, I know this, but Delirious and Raw are two of my favorite stand-ups ever. And, like, people like Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and, like, Martin Lawrence, even, like, who are all very funny stand-ups probably wouldn't do the stand-up that they do were it not for Eddie Murphy. He was kind of the precursor to all of that. I was smoking that ooey. It's <laughs> um, for Brian. I, yeah, Brian is listening. Hi, Brian. <laughs> I bet. Um, speaking of famous black guys, John Le- Legend became oh. People Magazine's sexiest man alive, coming in wow. uh, just before Scott. Yeah. At, at number two, yes, from the Turkey Boys and the Enough <laughs> Podcast. Scott Sweeney, aka Skeet Ulrich. Hi. What do you think about that? I don't know. I don't really understand how. Like last year was Idris Elba, who's I think objectively extremely good looking. He's tall. He's very Th- built. Thanks, mate. He's really be appreciate that, mate. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know you didn't like Hobbs and Shaw, but yeah, thanks, mate. That's a pretty decent Idris. <laughs> thanks. I would just, play just the Idris Elba it. song, but we already did that too. Yeah. Um. That I get, but John Legend kind of looks like a big baby. He does. He's really smooth. I think this is what they do with the sexiest man alive thing every year. They choose someone like him that they know everyone's going to talk about being like, him? Like, huh? They do it so, you know, people talk about it and like buy the magazine. I think, maybe. Do you think that it's more likely... It's true. If it's somebody that's a little yeah, because if if it's the actual like sexiest well, why don't they guy, lean everyone into will, it then? everyone will just be like, oh well, yeah, that makes sense, and like there's no story. <laughs> they should go all the way and make it like John Panette or something. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> you have, they should have a little fun with it. Yeah, <laughs> if they give John Panette a posthumous sexiest <laughs> man alive, I have no patience in a food line. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I get him back at the buffet, though. <laughs> I'll be at the prime rib counter going, hit me again. <laughs> Folks, if, um, if you haven't... <laughs> Every one of his lines in a stand-up, you can just go like, I know, too. Like, I see. You're very big. You like food. He was in my top five. I loved Panette. I th- he was a very, very large comedian, and all of his bits were about being fat, and literally eating. all of them like there was like he'd have a bit about like his personal trainer and like how he wore a velour tracksuit and it made him look like a panda and i just i honestly think he's one of the funniest people who ever lived and he died like five years ago or yes sad oh. sad it's terrible but also terrific and fantastic in a different light <clears throat> the um i s- oh you're queuing up some pin out Consider getting back in shape. Just Keep a quick second. I said, okay. I never was in shape. I'll do the best I can. Fat As I get stuff. older, I realize that is important. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to hear his voice. It makes you me can angry. fill in the blanks. He was about to say something about, about being really fat or fat eating stuff, yeah. or how he can't fit into stuff because of his size. The whole deal. <laughs> Maybe at the end of the show, I'll play another one and let it let us close with that. I love it. Um, Did you see the trailer for the new movie Wendy, which is yet another reimagining of Peter? Oh Pan. come on, fuck! Exactly. <laughs> Who's directing this one? Like Roland Emmerich and <laughs> Hot Off Midway? <laughs> Andy, yeah, like Andy Circus. Doesn't this and the sound... whole movie's mocap and 
Doesn't this sound fresh, oh. folks? Like, they were reimagining and rebooting Peter Pan even before it was cool to reboot everything. And I never liked Peter Pan. Yeah. I didn't like the animated Disney movie, and I didn't like Hook. I thought Hook was scary when yeah. they put that guy in the box full of scorpions. I thought that was mean and scary. I never saw Still it. Still do. That's a movie, if you saw it as a kid, you like it. I never saw it as a kid. I tried to watch it like five years ago, and I was like, oh, this no. is terrible. Like, I hated it even as a kid. This is like embarrassing. The I scene where they have the food fight. But, like, is it real or not? Do they imagine it? And it's just... I remember that I just being know. really messy and the messiness <laughs> bothering me even as, like, a seven-year-old. Yeah. Like, kids. But, yeah, like, we've got Hook. We've got <clears throat> Pan. We've got several different Peter Pans. You know, one's just called Peter Pan. We've got enough. The story is covered. Yeah, no he, thanks. He's a boy who never grew up. We know. We got it. That's... Thank you. That's enough. I'm tossing Peter Pan in the obits. Bye-bye. You're gone. Yeah, the whole... Yeah, no need. He can fly into the obits with his glitter and his wand, whatever he does. Unless they bring back Robin Williams, oh. I'm uninterested. Yeah. They probably will in like a CGI... What's he been up to? You know, I haven't heard much from him in the last oh, couple of years. No. Oh, right. No? You oh. stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! <laughs> the, uh... I want to mention the new movies that came out this weekend. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, which we decided not to see. Oh, good for you! <laughs> because uh, I'm not much of a car movie guy. The uh, I don't want to watch a movie where guys are like under the hood talking about horsepower. I think that there's a lot more unless, to it than that. Unless it's a Fast and Furious movie. Side note. Then I want to get under the hood and yeah, that was a, co- a codpiece point that you are not a car movie guy, but you are a big. FF guy. Yes. The Fast and the Furious universe is F-f- is your number one. You are F-f- an honorary Toretto. Yes. Familia, baby. Thank you. And also the new Charlie's Angels movie came out this weekend, which is getting mildly panned. The reviews are not very favorable, and I feel like it will bomb. And I might catch a matinee of it at some point just to see if they triple kiss, maybe. Why did you do that, Scotty? <laughs> yeah, I have no desire to see that. I didn't like the first one or the second one, and it's. I find it surprising the amount of work, the work that everybody involved in all three of those movies has gotten over the years. Yeah, Drew Barrymore was sort of relevant in the '80s, and I, I don't know. I don't even have the energy to discuss the Charlie's Angels franchise. But the fact that they're rebooting it, that joke that. You mentioned from Twitter like a year or so ago or whatever when they were like, Charlie's Angels reboot and with all women? Like, what's yeah. next? Yeah. <laughs> that, That's funny. but That made me cackle. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I didn't really want to see Ford versus Ferrari either, to be honest. I almost went and saw it by myself on Thursday night, and I was like, why? Yeah, it's getting good reviews, but something about it, I'm just like... Oh. I have a feeling it's going to be really boring. And yeah. People just think like, Matt Damon, Christian Bale, well, I have to like them, don't yeah. I? They've never done anything together. And I, I probably said this before, but they're like the same. They cancel each other out. They don't work as like a duo. Or I don't know. Maybe they'll surprise me, but I don't know. They're both very likable. And they're just names, like right. I don't know. They're both like maybe they light up the screen b- together. We'll see. I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't really work that well when you put two major AAA list guys in the same movie. Because exactly. it's sort of like they shine each other out, and then you don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say. I'm hearing you. Yeah, they cancel each other out. Yes. It's a, it's a write-off. And uh, it's almost Thanksgiving, so uh, it's turkey season, baby. 
get those gobbles going. And I was thinking they should make a new American Pie sequel. Oh. A holiday entry called American Thanksgiving. Okay. And they should have a scene where Eugene Levy walks in on Jason Biggs fucking a turkey. Are you in? Uh, I think anything involving him having sex with an inanimate object is funny, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Okay, we got to I don't see light. why they haven't made one yet. I mean, there's the Doesn't American that make Pie sense? universe has covered pretty much everything, right? <laughs> exactly. I don't know why American Thanksgiving, American Christmas, give us everything. I'll watch them all. Tara Reid needs that work. Um, I'm out of news. You got anything else? Um, let's get into shuts. I only have one this week. I'm proud. I had a busy week, so one shut. How many you got? I have none. No shuts. Well, this is a reveal. You have an obit, though. I know that. I'm participating in No Shut November. A fun name. (laughs) (laughs) She's in. That's funny. So fans, hashtag it. Let's get it popping. No Shut November. Oh, that's funny. That's like the meme. No No. Nut November. He gets it. Which is crass. No Shut November is much, much more gentlemanly i'm not turning anything off all month i basically do this anyways but now we're making a thing of it so yeah participate with me don't turn anything off i finish your turkey will not be participating and the first thing i shut off in the month of november so far one of the first is attack of the clones uh star wars episode two um since as we mentioned earlier i am a star wars guy now (laughs) i figured i would try to start catching up wow I shut off Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, the, the prequels are rough. No thanks. And they've aged poorly. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a 17-year-old movie at this point. It didn't really look that cool anymore. Like it didn't the CGI. look that great when it came out, also. CGI but... still doesn't look great, but it's a lot better than it was 17 years ago. So mm. That was like when they were first starting to just be like, let's make the whole movie on a computer. Yeah. And I get why they do it, but it sucks. You can see the seams of it. In like early two thousands CGI heavy movies, it's like oh yeah, yeah. I, I can. It just, it takes just looks out like it. Photoshop. Yeah. Um, what else you shut? That's it. So let's let's get right into your old bit. The um, fans, just in, if maybe if you're new to the show, the old bits is where we uh, eulogize and bury bits that we're tired of, that we don't want to see out there in the world anymore. I caught some of the movie Booksmart, which I saw in the theater, and it's basically a female remake of Superbad, but it's pretty watchable and fun. But there's a scene where the girls in that movie smoke weed, and all of a sudden, they're animated. Whoa! Which is something that happens in so many different things. Like, it's like, oh, you took a hit of weed, and now you're seeing, like, whoa, this is... It's just like, it's been done to death. I so many times go out on a limb and say that any um, m- movie weed usage has been overdone and it's not funny and it's never realistic and it, it doesn't really add anything to the movie or the plot. Yeah. We can do without it. It's always used in a hacky way. There's like the one guy who smokes weed and he has dreadlocks and like says dumb weedish things. It's yeah. always just like, ugh. I'd love to see a, you know, a fun take on it, but... Yeah, as we said, like it's always like some guy who doesn't have a job who has endless supply of weed. Somehow, he's it's always just like it doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. Yeah, unrealistic, 
unnecessary. So Peter Let's Pan, Peter Pan's hanging out with unrealistic weed smoking, and yeah, the they're obits. both gone. Um, should we get into proper reviews of stuff? You know, that have more substance. I do believe yes. Folks, have you, you have any that we didn't see together? Have you subscribed to Disney Plus yet? Yes. The hot new streaming service that's owned by the only company left, so you are basically <laughs> required. Yeah, they're going to get your money somehow. Yes. But yeah, as you said the other day, you were like, I don't even know why I subscribe to this. I hate all Disney programming, <laughs> which was fun, but you're a Star Wars guy now. I Tell am. us about. Um, I am. You watched the the two latest ones. I did. I watched um, and Rogue One. So I watched Force Awakens and Last Jedi, and then I watched Rogue One, and I shot off Attack of the Clones. Nerd alert! <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. I jo- thought there. I didn't. And Mandalorian. I'm caught up on Mandalorian as well, which is the new Disney Plus Star Wars TV yeah. show we'll from John Favreau. Yeah. The um yeah you I don't seemed, know you seemed really charmed by Yoda I like his, Yoda his scene in Last Jedi I do and the uh, those nuns those space nuns yeah the space nuns and I like the pogs porgs porgs yeah yes speaking I sent, which, I sent you a porg in the mail yeah <laughs> I was very Folks, charmed by uh, that porgs are explain what a porg is for the fans it's a little like sidecar sea creature they hang out on the island that Luke Skywalker is on in The Last Jedi. Um, er. I can't say a sentence about Star Wars without doing the um, er. Just to wow. remind the fans that I'm a cool yeah, guy. Yeah, Star Wars is great. Yeah. I just didn't realize how fun it was. I like, can't believe you're a Star Wars guy. This is like the biggest plot twist in enough podcast history. I like to keep you guys guessing on what I'm going to be in on. I think that I surprised the world two years ago when I admitted that I was a Game of Thrones fan. That's true. And I was due for another big reveal. And who knows where I'm going next. We'll put it that way. Jar- I'm, a, I'm a wild card. Jar Jar Beef over here. But yeah, the Force Awakens, Last Jedi, you enjoyed them? I did. The new Disney uh, I liked them a lot. I, I should have taken more notes, or uh, any notes, period. Hmm. But I was I had a busy week. I had a work training thing. And, yeah. um, they're they're yeah. not as good as the old ones. Some people hate them. I'm like in the middle. I think they're very enjoyable, crowd-pleasing blockbusters. I might rewatch um, New Hope, Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi just for yeah. for fun. Yeah. Those ones, I like that they're on there, and I'll probably do the same at some point. They probably look really crisp. My big gripe with the new <clears throat> Disney Star Wars movies is there's not enough lightsaber fights. Yeah, we were saying that, and there should literally be more. They should just have one every scene. There should be one every 15 minutes. Especially since the technology is so much better now that yes. they can make that look so seamless. Exactly. You watch the old ones, it's like, oh, they didn't have the technology to do a cool like sword fight with lasers. Now it's like, I don't know why there isn't like the coolest thing you've ever seen in every couple minutes in one of these movies. But yeah, <clears throat> the uh, those are strong. Last Jedi's good. Most people hate that one. You like that one? Uh, yeah. I thought it was cool. The, I didn't. Um, I didn't love Rogue One. Um, er, I I think the, of the three, the Force Awakens was the best. Hmm. You're a J.J. Abrams guy. <clears throat> I yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't love 
the Ryan Johnson as much. Like I, I this it seems kind of strange that they gave him Star Wars. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, his one is very. Uh, it tries to do some who directed different things. Rogue One. Gareth Edwards, there it is. who Good directed uh, the first new Godzilla with Brian Cranston. Oof. But he famously, like, he got, like, kicked off the project, and someone else finished the movie, but he still got credit for it. All these, all these Star Wars movies have, like, horrible production horror well, it's stories. It's probably a pretty hard job, all things considered. It's not like they're directing, I don't know, like... I can't think of an example of a movie that would be really simple to direct, but something like Clerks that's, like, low budget with yeah. a single camera or two, and they're just like, here's the set, and this is what it is. It's the most moving parts that you could yeah. possibly have for a movie. Yeah, it's like, this is the biggest franchise. I, this needs to... People need to like this. Well, people take it so seriously. Like, that I tried too. to buy tickets to the new one just because I'm, in, I'm into it now, mm. and it's just... Unless you want to go on, like, a Monday at 10 a.m., which is, like, who's not working, Yeah, it's impossible, like yeah. all of the good shows were completely sold out. And this is, folks, it doesn't even come out until the 19th of December, which yeah. is over a month away. And I feel like they're not even like promoting it that much. Like, who they are don't all need these? To. Who are these people who are getting tickets like a month and a half in advance? I found one showing with available tickets, but all they were was handicap seats. Ooh. And that means it's not a seat, it's like a wheelchair only. They're just like a spot for you to put your wheelchair and they charge you for it. <laughs> just standing seems kind of fucked they should just let the people in the wheelchairs roll right in for free if there's an open space for them yeah I'm in on that I don't know maybe I'm being too nice with that but I, to me it I it must be a lot of pressure to even work on a Star Wars movie especially if you're like a Hayden Christensen and they give you a role and then everybody hates you in it and yeah. that because like honestly that could have been the reason his career died because like he did a couple that Star Wars movies or Jumper <laughs> he did a couple Star Wars movies that weren't great and everybody hated him, and then just poof, gone. Yeah. And he hasn't had like a good gig. He's done a bunch of movies I've never heard of. If you he look actually, at his IMDb, he did a movie with Cage, a straight to video. He's like a straight to video guy right. now, which is off the beat. You hate to see turkey it. maker, and he's not a great actor, but he's good looking, and like he, you thought maybe he was going to be something. Yeah, yeah. It's like there are guys who are worse actors. There's guys who are worse than he is that are get they're getting out there, and I think it's just because they didn't get universally panned and something that people take so seriously. Mm. Or you could be like Natalie Portman, and everybody loves you. Yeah, and you're you know looked at as this phenomenal Star Wars character. Yeah, I don't know. It's actually impressive. She managed to like shake that. I don't think of like when I think of her, I don't think of her as being in Star Wars, even though because people liked her in it. It wasn't. It didn't define her. It wasn't exactly. Like it didn't in, in encompass she, her whole career. And she did stuff since that is like and better and more important. Yeah, and like has won Oscars. Yeah, yeah she's she's doing it right. Even you and McGregor, like you think of him as like the other obi-wan or at least i do well but yeah let's talk the mandalorian the new uh Star that Wars i'm really show enjoying on disney Mostly for nick nolte as like a little like pig yeah. ewok he plays a pig alien creature who looks like nick nolte it's like kind of insulting that they were like oh you're gonna do this voice and you'll look like this yeah we're gonna just throw a nose on you but otherwise you just this is how you look yeah, it's a Star Wars. It's the first Star Wars live-action TV show. It's about like a bounty hunter who's zipping around, bipping, bopping. They're nice, quick, like twenty-five-minute episodes. They're on Disney. Like forty Plus. minutes, but yeah. Are they really? They yeah. feel much faster than that. That's cool. It did breeze by. It goes. Yeah, it's fast-moving. It's good. The I guess they're set 
in the time before all of the stuff that we've seen already? Because Yoda's, Yoda's a baby, or is it in the future? It's set after Return of the Jedi. Okay. So it's, Why that, it's he, in between the old ones and the new Disney ones. Now I'm confused. Ooh, I know Talking about Star Wars is so annoying. The episodes. Why did you do this? You fucking hacks. Yeah, because isn't Yoda fully grown in, in Return of the Jedi? So who is baby Yoda? Is that his son? That's what people are thinking, because that's not Yoda. It's some new side Yoda who's charming and fun. See, I didn't get that. And quite frankly, you read about all this stuff. You figure this stuff out. This we need you out there. I just see like headlines, like it's on the slash film and stuff, and like piece it together. But yeah, the show, the effects are not quite like movie level. They're like they're definitely like TV level effects. I would say there were a few moments where I was like, oh, that didn't look very good. Like the the whole the the like battle the CGI, scene yeah with the with the Mandalorian well we don't want to talk about it but it's fine if there's one thing we can spoil it's Star Wars stuff everyone <laughs> everyone watches this nonsense yeah it uh, I liked it yeah, a lot and I'm a... gonna keep watching but you know it um it's yeah. not my typical cup of tea it's not a show that you would think that I'd be into but I'm in mm. there's a yeah there's a cool scene with the guy he's like. With some robot who's really good at shooting, and he's like pew pewing everybody in sight. Second episode was actually even better than the first. I liked the second one better too. Yeah, it was interesting. And that all, blind guy. Yeah, that was cool. There, um, you got Carl Weathers in there. You got <laughs> Werner Herzog, like the old. Who is Werner Herzog again? He's that. Hey, you got There he is. The Werner Herzog is a documentary director, and also like pops up as an actor in some stuff like he's yeah. the villain in Jack Reacher he has a fun name to say yeah and he has like a weird like hello I'm Werner Herzog like he has a weird fun voice and Bill Burr is also on the show but he hasn't appeared yet I, I was gonna say I haven't seen him yet eh, dude I'm in yeah, the yeah I'm in the I cut. saw him last weekend at uh, Comics Come Home yeah, it was very funny fucking baby Yoda dude he's um, charming yeah Favreau yeah, the, John Favreau, uh, friend of the show. Nice job, buddy. The Mandalorian. We'll keep watching. I'm on board. Yeah. And let's keep the Disney Plus train rolling. I saw Tim Burton's Dumbo, folks. And it was a big, fat Dumbo. <laughs> it, uh, I really, really didn't like this movie. Yeah, it looked bad. I asked Scott, hey, should I watch Dumbo for the show? And you just said no. Yeah, like not even for Not even sake. as a, like, a joke, right? You just, take a stand. you just get bummed out. It's another, like, you know, CGI-heavy remake of an animated movie. And it's like, why did you even do this? Dumbo isn't even a good story. It's about an elephant that people think is ugly because he has big ears, and then he can fly. Like, it's a, clearly an animated movie idea that somebody came up with, like, 85 years ago. It's not worth remaking. It's stupid. <laughs> it's... But they take it so seriously, and it's just like, ugh. Tim Burton. I don't like Tim Burton. He hasn't ever. made a good movie in twenty years. No exaggeration or ever. whatsoever. <laughs> when you really break it down, and like the kids were really bad in it. Colin Farrell was in it ugh. and was very miscast. He sucks. The only good thing about it is it had Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito in it, which was kind of a fun Batman Returns reunion. I was liking that, and they tried to breathe some life into this movie but it just oof, unforgivable turkey and bruce you know that guy bruce buffer who does like the mm-hmm. let's get 
He's in this movie, and he introduces Dumbo. He goes, let's get ready for Dumbo! In the movie. Did they think that was funny, or? Clearly, because they do it twice. Two times in different scenes. And it's just like, why is Bruce Buffer in this? Like, who's even going to get this reference besides, like, me? And I guess they try, to, they try to put in bits for the parents to get a kick out of, and it's just, I don't know, yeah. enough. And Alan Arkin's in it being very Alan Arkin-y. He's always just like, oh, jeez. Uh, I need to die. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't everything just such a could you? <laughs> yeah, no thanks. And I also watched one of the very few new shows to premiere at Disney Plus's launch, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Wow. And uh, that silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was even worse than I was anticipating. In the first minute of the show, he introduces himself as a curious cat and then meows. Ugh. And I almost turned it off right there. I was like, you suck dick. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? But the big premiere of this show that's launching like this huge streaming network is Jeff Goldblum talking about sneakers. Shoes. Probably one of the most uninteresting episodes of anything I've ever seen. He's dropping puns. He's doing like a Godfather 2 bit, which is like... Kids are probably watching this. They don't get your like deep. Yeah, what is, what is this? Is it like a talk show? Is it's it... just it's a reality show where he's just like bidding around, like giving voiceover narration and like talking to hip people about shoes. Like he goes to a shoe convention and is like, like leaning into people like, oh, oh, oh um, yes. What is this shoe? Oh, it's like yeah, I don't enough. It's like why did this? It sounds awful. And yeah. they just are. Trying, I don't know. Disney Plus doesn't have enough content. And that, yeah, in the narration, he's like telling this story of how shoes were invented. It's like this is such an excuse for content. It's embarrassing. And I turned it off after like ten minutes because he's annoying to listen to and watch. He's always like yeah, scratching himself. That's two and, thumbs down. I haven't even seen it. I just watched the premo or premiere or the promo. Uh, y- yes. Should we get to yeah. the featured review? Fans, I dare you to finish an episode of The Goldblum Show. But yes, let's get to the featured review. Last week, uh, Scott and I went to go see Dr. Sleep which is the sequel to The Shining. And I don't know. I I thought it sucked. (laughs) Scott loved it. Well, yeah, we both love The Shining. It's one of the... Shining is one of my favorite movies of all time. I I think Stanley Kubrick is one of the coolest directors of all time, and Jack Nicholson's one of the best actors of all time. The movie's basically a perfect storm of just drama, horror, and thriller combo, and I thought it was awesome. And Doctor Sleep was directed by... Mike Flanagan. Who's done a lot of good movies I enjoy, like Hush and... I was going to say, who's done nothing but shit. Cheryl's Game is also good. That straight to Netflix, um, fucking, uh, what the, what the hell is that guy's name again? No, Bruce the, Greenwood? Yeah, Bruce yeah. Greenwood vehicle that nobody needs. I needed it, enjoyed um, it. And I hate Ewan McGregor. But yeah, this was an official Turkey Boys outing. We saw this on opening night at the Cool Guy Theater. It was all lovely. 
Yeah, I you loved it. Ang didn't enjoy. You gave it a seven out of ten. I really enjoyed it. I appreciated how which would be like a thumb and a half up. (laughs) I appreciated how it was very much its own story instead of being The Shining Two, like it's. You know, it's it does its own thing. Like there's a lot of Shining stuff sprinkled in. Don't you think that's see that's exactly what I didn't like about it. To me, it's like if you're gonna make a sequel to The Shining, Mm. make a sequel to The Shining. Or make it make it its own movie and don't have it have anything to do with it. If you wanted to make, like, I think they did. Like it was totally its own thing. But and then at the end, it well, gets very end, shining, right? Then they, reference end, they have, heavy. They have, um, yeah. What's his face? Henry Thomas from ET, fresh yeah. off a of DUI, playing Jack Torrance. Like I, and they just, do that. Ugh. I like that about it. They recast uh, Nicholson and Shelley Duvall and Danny as a kid, so they can show all these flashbacks. Which, when you first see it, you're like, oh, this is gross. But then think about how upsetting it would be if they did, like, a CGI de-aged Nicholson thing like they do with Star Wars and everything. That would I look, think that, that they could have picked an unknown guy, not the lead character from E.T. That's a good like, point. You could say, oh, well, he's very recognizable because he looks the same as he did when he was a kid. And he also just got a DUI and, like, he was in the news. And for mm. people who know movies, it's immediately obvious that it's him. Yeah. And I also think, like... Um, it, did, it did give me, like, an SNL vibe. Like, seeing him playing... It felt like a joke. Yeah. And the movie, it was kind of, like, dumb at times, but I was always interested. I wasn't bored for a second. I uh, I had no idea where it was going, although I did have a feeling it was going to the Overlook Hotel at some point. Did you recognize Cliff Curtis from Training Day? Cliff from the shit-pushed-in scene? <laughs> he played Ewan McGregor's friend who lets him live in the apartment. Oh, I didn't... Did you put that together? I did now. I didn't till a day or two later. He's one of those guys. He's a good sidecar. I think it was one of those movies that used loudness as a scare tactic. It wasn't even like jump scares. It was just raised volume of the film. I don't like that. They actually... It had a very weird score. Like It was just this like heartbeat noise that like kept going. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Otherwise, I'm going to fix it. Yeah. And it was cool at first, like, oh, I get it. You're doing, like, a heartbeat noise, but it's music. But then by the end, it's like, I got it. Like, heard it. Whole deal. I didn't like it one bit. I didn't think... It wasn't very scary, but it wasn't really, like... what about the ten times they showed that woman from the tub? It wasn't really, like, trying to be too scary. It was more like a adventure thriller kind of deal. I love that it didn't have jump scares, as you mentioned. I think that they thought it was more interesting and cool and better done than it really was. It was one of those movies that seemed to hold itself in high regard. You know, that's not a... I mean, that's a fair uh, critique. It is... Yeah, like, the movie was more well-made than it even needed to be because, like, the story was kind of silly at times. I know what you're saying. And Rebecca Ferguson was in this movie. She's and Chelsea a, Talmadge, friend of the show from yeah. Stranger Things. Rebecca Ferguson was great. She plays, like, Who's a cool... She plays the the main like scary babe in a hat. Yes, that's who that is. The okay. hat which she clearly stole from Bing Rames on the set of Mission Impossible. <laughs> I thought the guy who was supposed to play the Scatman Crothers character, you could tell that he did a lot of work with the voice coach to get the, that like, hey, how you doing, Doc? I'm glad you noticed how much work my, my boy Carl Lumbly did <laughs> to get into the... Uh, yeah, that was impressive, a, I guess. And... Yes. Um, but yeah, they, they didn't overdo the Shining stuff. In the previews, they make it look like it's just going to be a Shining fest. But uh, They did, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little tired of every 
like everyone in Hollywood going back to the Stephen King book well and just making these movies over and over again. Yeah, don't people remember? We put them in the obits. It should be over. We did. Don't and then we you? went and saw it anyway, so I guess we weren't listening. But you know what I think about that? <laughs> and also, you turned into Dr. Sleep for the last like I half did. an hour Dr. or so. Dr. Asleep. Yes. I was Anchors curled up in my seat with my <laughs> eyes closed, trying with all my might to fall into actual slumber. I was that bored with this movie. You weren't just falling asleep. You were literally curled up, like like you had to sleep at an airport for the night. Like, oh, let me... Uh... Yeah, I was settling in and just listening to that woman with the hat, Rebecca Ferguson, going on and on and on. And just like her hunt. Like, I just I didn't realize how big of a part of the movie she was going to be. Give I me just, a shot. Yeah, just, you stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! I just, I, all I wanted was to leave. Jacob Tremblay was in that, that movie in a very odd, like, small role. He played that kid who got, like, tortured in oh. that field. And then it became, like, the whole, that whole production. Is he, in, Ro- is he in that movie, films. Room? He is. He's okay. the kid in Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very young. And, yeah, that's why, because he's, like, you know, he's a young kid, but he's got nominated for an Academy Award, and he's doing this, he's playing, like, the 33rd lead in this weird Stephen King movie. I don't know. It just struck me as a... Him in Wonder with that weird face. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever watch that movie? No, and neither did anyone else on Earth. <laughs> I think I need to. That, uh... I might watch that too, actually. Now, I forgot it existed, but it's got Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, like, it's gonna be all right. <laughs> 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 little, little underdog with a heart of gold. And then he did the, the Book of Henry with Naomi Watts. <laughs> yes. And that other kid. Yes. From... What is that other kid from? Uh, Jaden Martell. I'm seeing his name now. I know. I think he's in It. He's one of the sides. Yep. In he's it. the taller one in It. Book of Henry, one of the most colossal turkeys of the past decade. Check it out. If Turkey you like, makers. If you like Garbaggio. Yeah, so all in all, Scotty Boy, one thumb up. Uh, me, one thumb down for Doctor wow. Sleep. So we're split right down the middle. So if you want to see it, go ahead. But don't come crying to me when you're bored. Check it out. It's fun. And... It isn't the movie you're expecting, but in a good way for the fans. What else you got? You got plugs? You got... Dr. Cheap? I covered all my notes. Oh, we got to do The Departed. Yeah, I was wondering if you might want to watch a minute and a half of The Departed. How much of it do you want to watch? Oh, just just a minute and a half? Let me get it going. Just like a splash. Um... I'll sneak this in. Follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, subscribe, email, Twitter, the whole deal. Whatever you do, tell a friend, tell a stranger. You know, the thing about our show, Mm. I don't think we're getting a lot of randos listening. So the people that are listening are friends of the show and friends of friends of the show. So all you got to do is tell one person. So, hey, listen, there's this podcast these two guys, one of them has really good opinions, and yeah. the other guy's an idiot. And you can decide who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And um, yeah, pay it forward. Yeah. And then watch the movie, pay it forward, and Oops. let us know how no. poorly it's aged. <laughs> All right. So here's 90 seconds to the departed. Let me get my my stopwatch. Oh, here we go. It's French. Get the cops to look at Jimmy Papas for the hit. Of course, he had nothing to do Nicholson with out on his balcony with that stupid robe. find the gun that did it register an official in Providence. In the trunk of the glove compartment. Hey, James Badge Dale getting that work. 
one of the great sidecars of our time. This will get Captain Alibi on the six o'clock news. I wonder you get ahead. Just a couple guys watching The Departed. I'm sorry, fans. I'm transfixed. I don't know what to say. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, do you know John Lennon? Nicholson's eating lobster with his hands in very cool, rich guy fashion. President before Lincoln. Lennon said... Okay, this movie's set in Boston. Where we are right now. Nicholson has really aged poorly. Oh yeah, he's like he, he hideous. Looks, he here. looks terrible this in this. Oh six, yeah. <laughs> that was fourteen years ago. This movie came out almost, or thirteen, whatever. That would have been great actually if he had a cameo in Doctor Sleep as like current day Jack Nicholson, but he's playing his his shining character. It's like him with an enormous gut, like smoking a CI and eating a fucking foot long sandwich. Just as a heads up, we just finished forty minutes thirty seconds of The Departed, and we have. An hour and fifty-one minutes almost left. Ooh. So there's a lot of there's a lot of movie left. Don't it worry. Um, Fans, that's it for us today, folks. The Turkey Boys. You can follow us, as Scott mentioned, on enough, at Enough the Podcast on Instagram. Send us an email, Enough the Podcast at Gmail. Scott's on Instagram at Skip Seasoned. I'm on Instagram at A N K N E R. That's Ankner or Ankfit. A N K underscore F I T. I just want to sneak in real quick. Next week on the show, we're seeing the Irishman in the theater on Monday because we're cool. That's so gonna be big. Yeah. We'll be talking about that and also Honey Boy, that Shia LaBeouf movie. Big big show next week and big pre Thanksgiving spectacular. Honey Boy and the Irishman. Give me a couple gobbles. Much away. I don't know where the, the soundboard's going. That's fine. Don't worry right. about it. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of gobbles in relation to Turkey Day, specifically, yeah. which get, is next, next week. Get ready week for a, a Thanksgiving Turkey Day spectacular. The whole deal, you know. Fans, have a good one. Oh, yeah, have a good one. Bye. See ya.